Hey, hey, hey. Thank you so much for tuning in to the More Than a Mommy podcast. It is Nikia, and we are actually back for a round two. This is my first time ever having a part two of a conversation with any guest, which means clearly the conversation in part one was fire. So if you did not listen to part one, Galentine's Day edition featuring Janelle Marie, please go back and listen to that first because you have a lot of catching up to do. But we are back and I'm so excited to reintroduce Janelle. Say hey, girl. Hey, girl. Hey. <laughs> oh, we y'all think that you've only been listening to two 30 minute podcasts, but we've actually just realized we have been um on this screen for two hours just catching up like you know good girlfriends do. And time, of course, just is flying. But we are gonna jump right into it so that we can finish giving you the goodness. And I know that people are gonna just relate to our conversation. And the thing that I enjoy so much about just this podcast and having conversations, I love having like, you know, my moments where I'm in my bag and by myself. But I love having people on because like sometimes the whole obstacle is that people don't have these conversations. And so it really opens up space for people to be like, you know what? I'm not the only person dealing with this. And so vulnerability is just such a superpower. And I love having Janelle on here. And we are just talking about things that I know you will relate to Um, in part one. We started out with like a little fun game and I have one more question since it's Valentine's Day and I didn't get to it because I was rushing last time. And this, it's not even really a question, but it's, I know we're going to talk about like being single and all the things relationship wise. So my um, challenge to you right now is to make up a new dating rule. And that's all it says, make up a a new dating rule. I don't even know what the dating rules are right now. Yeah, I was going to say, what are the old rules? Do they exist? Um, Especially in 2021. Listen, make up a new dating rule. Or you can cancel a dating rule that is like people think of, but it's really whack to you. Man, I don't know about this one. I think if anything, I would cancel. I would cancel any. I don't think I want to cancel a rule. I think I like to cancel the tone behind some of the rules. So you know how like when you're in a relationship and it's like you can't have friends of the opposite sex. Mm -hmm. I think that needs to change to just being more considerate about Mm -hmm. your outside relationships um mm-hmm. and respecting your partner and so i think i'd rather change a tone more so than a rule but i can't think of anything new i remember when i was going through this deck and like trying to choose some oh you guys if this is your first time listening definitely go back to the other one but we are playing um a game called the war on love from the creator of dessert and discussion. So she's a black woman based here in Minnesota and she gifted um, my husband and I with these cards and they're really cool. You can play them with your friends, you can play them with your partner, or you can go through them and just answer the questions by yourself to be introspective about all things with love. But one of the questions was, um, do you feel like guys should always pay for like the date? Always? 
No, but I just, I just think like questions like that are so silly. Like, what do they prove? What do they like? What do they really reveal? Mm-hmm. Well, actually, I guess that could reveal a little materialism. Yeah. Okay. Fine. But like in general, I don't know. Like, pay if you want and don't pay if you don't want. Like, but do I want my man to pay? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Will I treat him? Absolutely. Right. So, like, I don't know. Right. Oh, what was the other question that has something to do with the dating rule? Oh, it was what you just said. Like, can people be friends with the opposite sex? And I think absolutely yes, because like one of my absolute best friends that we became best friends in college, um, and we are just gonna be lifelong besties forever, is a man. And we are both in marriages and we definitely are very like you said very intentional about honoring each other's spouse Mm -hmm. like we used to be close like brother and sister people used to think we were dating i'm talking about aaron but people used to think i knew they thought i were dating people thought yeah people thought we were dating (laughs) but like you know for me i felt like it felt like brother and sister but like we were just that close like super attached to the hip in college and we weren't you know in relationships but when we when we got in relationships we realized like we didn't even have to tell each other to like slow down it was very intentional about making sure that each each other's partner felt comfortable Anyway, because you know it can be weird, especially if like you have known that person. Because I've been in a situation where like my husband had a friend, clearly, and I'm emphasizing (laughs) had. Um, So if you hear this girl, you're still stalking me. But hey, God bless. Um, No, just am I am I playing? I don't know, but she probably is. I don't know. But anyway, like, you know, she, they were close friends. We were actually all close friends at one point, And you'll know who I'm talking about, but I will not name her. But, no you know, she used to have this thing where, like, which was weird because we all knew each other at the same time. Like, I've been knowing my husband, you guys, for, uh, like, 21 years or something because we grew up together. But, like, we had a lot of, our school was very small. And we had a lot of the same friends. And so our circle was very intertwined. So we were both friends with this young lady, but they were closer um, in our college years because they were closer in proximity. And so she had this thing where when he, he and I started dating again, like after we graduated, that like she really felt like she needed to come first. And I didn't have any say because this was her best friend and I was just his new girlfriend, which anybody who knew me in Hamilton, like it was not That's new. wild. It first was, of all, y'all basically were together forever. Like we really okay. tried to pretend like we weren't. I mean, seriously. But she knew that. And so she had like that whole thing, like, nope. And ain't nobody coming between our friendship and clearly he had to draw the line but it's like that's what happens when you i don't know what that's about but that's why people maybe she weird. secretly left them i 100 percent believe because there because that wouldn't even make sense because you guys did grow up together and you guys knew each other so it's not like you met him after we graduated <laughs> college exactly. that's just weird yeah i 100 percent believe that but sometimes i think like you said, switch the tone. I think that is that's very like important because I think sometimes people are like quote unquote best friends with the opposite sex because they are waiting for their like end moment. Because I had a friend who like mm. I you know I guess now we would call it friend zoned, but 
he eventually like expressed his feelings for me and I just was like it it's just not it for me but um, he was probably my close friend because he had feelings for me and because like now we don't even talk we're not once he yeah. realized that I was like engaged and then being married, like that friendship fizzled out. So it's like, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. So yeah, I agree. Like the tone just needs to be changed. Like the date, the uh, rule with the paying for it. I just don't know what to say about that. I think maybe I'm old school and thinking like, yeah, if I don't know you, um, yeah, you could pay for dinner, but like now it's it's definitely like, okay, well I'll pay or you pay, or you know, I definitely am kind of spoiled, but how does that work in a marriage? Because okay, tell me if this is too much, but do you guys have like a shared bank account and then your own accounts and then you pay like so we have we actually have and this is like something that people should talk about more because I was like, Well, you know, thinking, is this the right way, is the wrong way? Spoiler alert, there's really no right or wrong way if you are open about it. But, like, we have a shared account, and then we do have our separate accounts, but we really don't really touch that shared account. Like, it's really to save for, like, things that are joint, like, a vacation or saving for the baby or things, saving for a house, stuff like that. So, mm -hmm. like, really, how we do kind of, like... um I can't think of the word, but Hamilton always is the one like alternate who, who pays. But like, if I want to treat him, or if it's my idea, or something like that, then I pay. But it's not like it's not really a thing. I think it just because of how we grew up or whatever. He just falls into that role, and I don't stop him. Like I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> buddy, I appreciate it. You know, I have a baby, so. That's my payment, food. And I'm okay with that. <laughs> but yeah, okay. Well, that was a really nice icebreaker. And I don't want us to run out of time. We have about 20 minutes and we're going to make it a good one. Um, okay. And then we're going to go to sleep and dream of this beautiful girlfriend time. But we <laughs> ended with just talking about like our friend love languages. And then we kind of like ended up on the topic of like being vulnerable and then you were telling us, Janelle, about how, like, in familial relationships, you didn't really see it modeled where women could really lean on each other. And then that kind of made you feel a little bit guarded. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. um, it definitely made me guarded in relationships. I've never been the girl, though. I've never been, like, the girl who's like, I can't have girlfriends because right. I don't trust it. Like, I love my girlfriends. I love sleepovers. I yes. love movie nights. Like... If I ever get married, I want my bachelorette party to be, like, a giant slumber party type event. Like, that's, you know, kind of where, I, like, I love my girlfriends. Um, but I just learned to be very protective of, like, things I actually thought, my dreams, my goals. Like, I learned how to um, be the good kid because mm -hmm. I, like... You, you you hear the commentary and you kind of like see okay well that doesn't work okay but if I behave like this like this is the response that's received so I learned how to like just kind of be I would say kind of like a, a neutral yeah and so yeah, I'm not really offending anyone but I'm also not really like being fully like me yeah and so um, that was kind of like how I also entered every other kind of relationship. And so like after those relationships sustained for a while, because 
Um, I don't think I've had a couple like girlfriend falling outs, but it was never like, um, it was never where I don't think, and you can let me know. I don't think it was ever where, um, we were like dogging each other out and like blasting each other out and like, you know, like trying to expose and like, it was never anything like that. It was just like always like communication blocks Mm -hmm. um and so and that was because I didn't know how to communicate like yeah (laughs) like I'm still trying to learn that like um and so yeah I forgot why were we talking (laughs) about that friendship vulnerability but yeah like I learned to not communicate and so I operated as an adult for like 29 years not operating so That is that. a word. I forgot to mention, you guys, because you don't know, like, our backstory. So Janelle and I definitely grew up together. But then, like, we kind of, like, uh, separated when we went to middle and high school. Like, we were there, but mm-hmm. we weren't really, like, as close as we were when we were little kids. And then we found out we were going to college together. And so we reunited. And then... And on the same floor in the same dorm room that's so crazy that was just like so wonderful to me I just loved that like Ball State owes me nothing and then like what was this sophomore no junior year it was junior year it was like toward the end I would say yes we um we moved off of campus and we were roommates and so it was like um a definite slumber party like that was just mm. a dream because i always said i wish i had a sister i do have a sister but we have the same father and she didn't really grow up like with us all the way so we like had moments where we were really sisterly but like not really and i have four brothers who i was closer with and just a lot of testosterone and so i love that <laughs> and then to your point like i think we, we definitely had like a huge communication breakdown we were both in our feelings and just Mm-hmm. young and dumb and selfish and like now we know better and we so we branched apart again and then the lord just brought us back together and now i just want everyone to know she's never leaving me <laughs> uh, but i, and I, I, I just that. love that there was never like even when we were like upset i felt like it was like trying to understand like i don't get like yeah that's my homie mm-hmm. like i just don't like i just remember like i don't understand like mm-hmm. i don't get it but like we don't know how to talk. Exactly. You don't know how to exactly. communicate. Nothing's getting done. Yep. You know? And I just feel like that happens so often, especially when you're younger. Um, like we were what? Nineteen. That was 20, like 20, 20, yeah, twenty something like that. Gosh, we're still young though. But um, you know, <laughs> you just think and like to your point though about like the things that we saw growing up, and my mom is like huge on like she has a huge defense mechanism. So for me, I know like I can be very open and then if I feel, or especially then I felt slighted, I feel like I had to protect myself. And then we don't allow ourselves to be vulnerable because we feel like we have to protect ourselves. And I think uh, like I've had to unlearn so much, but I think especially lately, like in the last year or so, like finding Uh people who I can be vulnerable, vulnerable with, has been like the hugest game changer and just feeling safe and i remember we were talking about this i don't know it's probably a while ago but we were just talking about like the fact that we can share you and i can share with each other and it doesn't have to be trauma bonds like a lot of people mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. can get real close if you complain about this or you're conspiring against this but like to be able to share your joy with somebody or to share things that you are excited about 
that is a huge deal. And I encourage people to do whatever work you need to do um, mm-hmm. to really like allow yourself to take up space in that way because like it's not it's not fun to feel like you have to be a shell of yourself just to fit in mm-hmm. people or to keep your friends but when you find them people who love you in all areas of your life you really have to just cherish them that's what I yeah. think yeah and then also like when we're not learning to be vulnerable and you have these friendships like they can never really provide for you yeah. what you need not that friendship should be a uh, a relationship that requires necessarily mm-hmm. um but or at least it, it shouldn't demand I would say necessarily any kind of like mm-hmm. I expect you to do this like right. but I just feel like um if you're not vulnerable nobody can ever know what you need so nobody yeah. can ever be there for you in the yeah. way that you need them to be there and then you're feeling like oh no one's there for me but that's like, it actually you're not there for you because you didn't express what you need. You didn't tell them what you need. Come on, preacher. You are just on fire tonight. (laughs) That is so good. You are not there for you when you don't allow yourself to open up so that people can be there for you. That is good. I personally had like bits and examples of examples and then non-examples of what operating from love looked like from like family relationships, romantic and marriage relationships, and then friendships like we've been talking about over the year. But I never really saw a big push for self-love, especially like in the black community, especially as black women, because I feel like, yeah, I say I feel like a lot, but I'm going to just give myself grace tonight. But anyway, like it seems, and I say that because I know that my experience is not universal. I am not speaking on behalf of all black women. So I have to like preface it with, I feel, I think, because I understand, I want to make it clear that this is not, you know, everybody's life, but I do know that there are commonalities between us. So like, you know, growing up, And even now, I guess there is a common theme of like being a strong black woman, which I hate that term now, but being a strong black woman is like a sign of worthiness or just being able to like battle through stuff as like, you know, our badge of honor. And so self-love. Like, oh, I can take abuse. Love me. I can take abuse. Like, that's how it feels. That is just. So yeah, like, or, you know, I don't need help. I can do it by myself, you know, or that term, I can do bad all by myself. Just I'm an independent woman. You know, all of those things kind of like taught us that we're supposed to just struggle through life. And I resist and refute that for real now. Like, I don't do that. I I just, I don't receive it. But like, we, we, that's kind of something new for us. And I just wanted to ask you, like, since we're talking about love, what are some ways that you operate in love for yourself? Oh, girl, I'm still learning. Um, (laughs) For the most part, uh, I would say what I've been doing recently is like setting time for myself to read Mm -hmm. because I am a bookworm. However, I have not really been reading like I used to for enjoyment. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's kind of been my self-love. I would say filling myself up more on um, just like positive media, like 
more positive entertainment, um, kind of like watching what I'm watching, what I'm watching it, what I'm intaking. Like if I'm having a down day, I'm not going to play my slow jams playlist. Like it's just not going to happen. Like if I'm, if I'm having a, uh, a fearful day or like whatever, I'm feeling anxious about something, I'm not going to go watch a scary movie. So just like mm-hmm. monitoring that intake, because you know, the things that you're taking in are what, if that's what's influencing your thoughts and all that jazz. And, um, I think those are my main, Oh, boundaries girl oh, i've been setting yes. boundaries and people yes. are resistant bars bars i have putting my foot down mm-hmm. like i've never done before because as i said not being vulnerable but i'm like no this is how i feel this is how i would like for you to be treated i don't like when you speak to me that way mm-hmm. like i don't want to talk about this I've been doing that and mm-hmm. I never knew that people would feel so attacked yep. by me having the audacity yep. to like protect my space. Mm-hmm. And I don't understand that, but I don't care. That's my, that's been my self-love. Like, it's definitely, I don't understand. Mm-hmm. definitely like just a quick story. But like when I started, I think that my journey of just, you know, going inward and growing, et cetera, was when I found I was pregnant like three years ago. And I knew that like, I wanted to give my child a whole and healthy mother. And there were things that I had to work through to like be able to provide that. And so boundaries was definitely one thing that I learned like in 2018. And like one of the boundaries we put in place which I feel like is reasonable because you would understand is that I did not want a whole bunch of people in the delivery room mm-hmm. when I, while I was giving birth because it was just, it was just a lot. And that's okay. Personal. Yeah. yeah and I, my plan was to not have any medication and I didn't, but like, I didn't know what I would have to, you know, I didn't know what that experience was going to look like. I knew I had to be very Zen and very mm-hmm. like, focus to be able to do it with no medication and I was like you know I I don't have to really explain myself this is what I want and this is why I want it but you know we will let you know when when we are open to visitors why is a courtesy exactly I cannot tell you and I'm not gonna go into detail because they might hear it but they probably know they are anyway but like there are people who like relationships were like ended because I did that. They were so offended that I decided to have my birthing experience be intimate that like it was a wrap. Like the it, it was a game changer. And I'm like, this is literally my business. It has nothing to do with you. This why are you taking it personally? But I just feel like people feel very entitled to your time, to your energy especially when people are enmeshed and they don't really understand that, yes, we can be close, but I am an individual and you are an individual. That's when Mm -hmm. the lines get blurred and then they feel like you attacking them when you're just trying to protect yourself. And it's Mm -hmm. always going to be somebody with a problem with boundaries. But again, that's not our business. It's not our problem. problem. Sounds very personal to me, but we will pray for (laughs) you. We will pray for you. Okay, so I guess, oh, before we wrap up, though, because believe it or not, we only have six minutes already. Um, but this is, I think we could just go on and on and on. And I love that. But um, 
can you just share, like, I know we were talking about affirmations a little bit, but do you feel like affirmations that allowed you to operate in self-love or did it allow you to feel love uh, from Christ more deeply? So um, for me, affirmations were more about centering my mind on healthy things. Mm -hmm. Um, So they started out for me as biblical affirmations. And uh, we talked about this offline, but the affirmations I write for myself are all like scripture based. Like I'll find a scripture and meditate on that. So I have like uh, fear, I have provision, I have like, um, I don't know, health. I do have health. I had health. I did health for a family member actually because uh, they got sick, but thank God. They don't have any more cancer. Hallelujah, Jesus. Um, but I did that. Thank you, God. Oh, we'll have to offline. But anyway, um, so yeah, so I did my affirmations more from a biblical perspective because I got the idea from church because so the, I have, I don't really have, I don't have an issue with affirmations. I think they're really great. Um, but to me, I felt like a lot of them weren't really anchored in anything. Mm. They were just like, you got this girl mm-hmm. and um, I'm a strong black person. Like, that is true. You got this. Um, you do have a strength that you don't even know. But me personally, I know I needed to like anchor mine in something a little bit deeper. Right. Um, and so that's how I ended up like kind of like writing affirmations or whatever. But the thing also for me with affirmations is we don't need a new list every day. We don't need a new list every week. Like you need to like get the ones that you have. Like that's the whole point is that you're conditioning your mind and retraining your mind to think healthily and think differently. Mm -hmm. And it can't do that if you're constantly giving it something else. Like you need to hone in on one thing or a couple things and like get that down pat. And um, so it wasn't really like, I mean, I guess I wouldn't put it necessarily under the self love. Mm-hmm. Maybe more self care, like. Yes. But yeah, um, that was that's how I feel about affirmations. It did help me like reframe thoughts about a lot of things, yeah. you know. And like now, like sometimes, like I'll default to that. Like if I'm like, oh, I'm having a complainy day, and then I'll like remember because now I have those things in my spirit in my mind, and I'm like, oh. I'll start a complaint. I'm like, dang, I don't have this. I have to pay for this. Oh, but God will supply all my needs according mm-hmm. to his riches and glory. So it's like, it's like that. It's now becoming more first nature instead of second nature so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the thing that I love about it more so. Um, I love yeah. And I just feel like taking care of yourself and being intentional about safe self care is another way to share love with yourself and it's another way to speak life into yourself and be kind to yourself. We need to do that more and give ourselves more grace. And I think those are all components of love and I love that. Because we can be so harsh on ourselves and feel like we have to apologize for stuff and like no you don't. The Lord loves you. You gotta love you too. Okay, so we have two minutes left. And I would like for you to share, you know, any final words, any um, like shout outs you want to give to yourself. And if you want people to find you on social media, let the people know. If not, 
they don't have to have their business in your business. It's up to you. Oh my gosh. Uh, this is like an official podcast and I'm not just talking to my friend. Um, <laughs> so I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Janelle M T J N E L L and is in Mary T as in Tom. Um, I don't really use Instagram like that. Um, I mostly just comment on my friend pictures, but I'm more active on Twitter. Uh, but really you can check out my, oh my gosh, you should check out my blog. So I'm just trying to start it. Don't judge me guys. It's not that consistent yet, but it's jellywrites.com, like jelly, like peanut butter and jelly and writes like you're writing with a pen. Um, yeah, check me out. It's about love. Um, but not like romantic love, just like love in general. Cause I love love. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And I don't know how much time we have left. My advice is just to like, I don't know, love yourself, man. Just do what you gotta do for you. As long as it's not hurting anybody else. I feel like that's pretty good for the most part. Unless you're doing drugs. Don't do drugs. Just say no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Don't do drugs is the perfect way to end this. I will make sure to add everything she said into the comments. I mean, into the episode notes. So please support Janelle and all of her endeavors. She's being humble, but she's very brilliant and she's a wonderful writer. And so um, I think you will really enjoy anything that she has to share. Thank you so much, Janelle, for being with me for two hours tonight. Just such a I thank know. you for being you and being wonderful. And I appreciate and love you so much. And I'm so excited. You guys, this is my plug as we end. I'm so excited for our podcast that's going to be coming out. Um, not sure yet when, but just stay tuned. Okay. Thank you. Bye.